John Nguyen. Uh, I want to talk to you today about leaving a godly legacy. Uh, are we living out our faith? Dial, you uh, tend to kid me a little bit about my saying, uh, do we believe what we say we believe? But let me go a step further. Do we does our life show it? Does our life show it? Today when we talk about a legacy, we, uh, we're talking about uh, an inheritance. And when we think about an inheritance, it's typically, typically what are we leaving to our children? But as we go through this this morning, we'll expand it a bit. But are we authentic in our faith? What, what do people see in us? Uh, let me take you on a little journey. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, those of you that were here, pastor gave the example of uh, Abraham being asked to go to a foreign land, not telling him where it was or uh, where they were going. And he asked me how I would feel about that. Well, ironically, uh, some of you know I was with the IBM Corporation, and that stands for I've Been Moved. And it not, was not a lot different. <laughs> uh, yes, I knew the town we were going to, but uh, for Bev and the family, uh, there was uh, certainly a lot of unknowns. But let me just take you back. I, I joined the business in Minneapolis, uh, servicing IBM equipment. One of the accounts I had was the Billy Graham account. And I would go there to service equipment. The only installation I ever serviced equipment where when, the when it came prayer time, fixing the machine was less important than doing the, uh, fixing the machine. I'm giving you that example because they lived it out, okay? Now, I need to share with you that <clears throat> the Billy Graham uh, family has been very key to us. And uh, that started in Minneapolis. Bev's dad was converted through a Billy Graham uh, televised uh, crusade. Uh, we uh, worked with a crusade out of Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, and then uh, when we moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, well, in between that, we had uh, other occasions that we worked uh, packed boxes for Christmas. Where's Rashonda? Okay. <laughs> And, uh, but when we moved to North Carolina, you'll love this story, I, uh, I had built up, we were moving from Kansas City, and I had built up Raleigh as being south, out of the snow belt and all that stuff, and of course I had horses, so I leased this nice pasture, and it was green, and we go down there, and we wake up the next morning, and it is solid snow, okay? And I had to go uh, find some hay, and through an ad, in the paper, I located some hay, and the fellow, to make a story short, invited his, through his wife, invited Bev to a Bible study, Bible study fellowship uh, class that uh, Ann Graham Lotz, Bill Graham's daughter, was guiding. And they spent then uh, a little over three years together. We moved from there to uh, uh, Argyle, Texas, and would you believe at that time, if you go back to Argyle today, it's much larger, but there were 202 people. And Bunny Dinert, which is another daughter, was in Argyle, Texas. So to make a long story short, Bev spent a couple of years working with her. Why I lead up to that, uh, we attended a, uh, a seminar this summer at the Billy Graham Training Center in, in uh, Asheville, which Ann Graham Lotz led. Now, it had been 38 years since we left Raleigh, so it was uh, 
quite a distance in between there. But here was a woman who was teaching on the importance of a legacy. She had her daughter there, which participated. But uh, we must be believable. She came, she had uh, literally been an example, the family had been an example to Bev and I about how important it is to not only live out your faith, but to pass it on, to pass it on. How many of you have ever run a relay race? Uh, Paul talks much about finishing the race, but in a relay race, what's important? Passing the baton, right? I mean, you can come in first, but if you didn't pass the baton right, what do you got? You got a problem, right? So uh, I'd like for you to think about that as we go through. Uh, I want to take you to, uh, if those of you that have a Bible, if you will turn with me to Joshua. Chapter, uh, <coughs> chapter 23 of Joshua, okay? <coughs> what do you know about Joshua? What do you remember about him, okay? Uh, again, here's an individual that was in Egypt when uh, Moses came there to rescue, to bring the Israelites out of uh, slavery. But he then uh, worked with him. He was an associate. He, was a, he had training under uh, Noah, excuse me, under Moses. And as we go forward, you'll see that he was developed then as the leader to succeed Moses. And guess what? There were only two people who came out of exile who got to go into the promised land. Caleb and Joshua. Have you ever thought about God's plan? He started out with Adam and Eve, right? And I don't know how many million it built up to, but he didn't like what was happening. So he spared eight people, Noah and his family, right? He reset the clock, okay? And if you go all the way back to when uh, God's people went into captivity, Jacob's family, literally it was down to 70 people. 70, okay? Now, as we go forward, he has used Christ and our ability to communicate that to expand that family. But here we have now, excuse me a minute. In Joshua 23, Joshua is now 110 years old. And he is talking to... Uh, uh, the, the people, and he's, he's done his work, he has split them up into the 12 tribes that possess the land, possess the land. And here he comes to, to talk about, so he called for all of Israel, for their elders, for their heads, this is in chapter 2 of Joshua 23, and for their officers and said to them, I am old, advanced in age. And yes, that's 110 years. It, it goes on to say then, and he's really saying remember, remember. Do you remember? You have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he who has fought for you. See, I've divided you into these lots of nations that remain to be an inheritance, to be an inheritance, or a, uh, a, another term is a legacy, okay? But and I want you to remember that. To be an inheritance to your tribes from the Jordan with all 
them that I have cut off, and as far as the great sea westward. And the Lord your God will expel them from you and drive them out of your sight. So you shall possess their land as the Lord has promised you. Again, Joshua, if you go back to the beginning, uh, when he took over, he and God communicated, and God promised him if he was faithful, he would uh, support him. And here has been these multitudes of years that there has been peace in Israel under Joshua's leadership. And now he is very specific in chapter six, verse 6. Therefore be very courageous to keep and to do all the written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right or the left. And watch what happens. And lest you go among the nations, those who remain among you, you shall make, not make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause anyone to swear to them. You shall not serve nor bow down to any of them. In other words, he's instructing them, you must remain faithful. If you go back in history, what happened as they conquered, they intermarried. With that, the gods, the, the other gods came in. So he's very specific here. But, but now it goes on in verse 8, it says, but you shall hold fast, hold fast to the Lord your God as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out before you great and strong nations. But as for you, no one has been able to stand against you to this day. Then <clears throat> one man of you shall chase out a thousand for the Lord your God who fights for you as he's promised. Therefore, he's warning again, take care and be careful to heed yourselves that you, that you love the Lord your God. Or else, if you... Indeed, do not, and, uh, and cling to the remnants of those nations, them that remain among you, and make marriage with them, and go into them and keep you. Here's, again, a warning of what will happen if, uh, if they get involved with that. Okay? So, <clears throat> now, in verse 13, it says, Know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out the nations from the, before you, but they will shall be like snares and trans transfer me but you shall be snares and transfers to you and scourges to your, your and sides and thorns so here again Joshua is instructing them as to uh, uh, what to be aware of now uh, he's, he's going out he's passing the baton if I can use that term and think about a minute uh, I want to use the, the baton as the faith or the truth which is in, our, in the gospel. So it says, <clears throat> are we authentic in our face, faith? What do your children say about you? When you ride to church, are you the same in the car as you when you walk in the door? Are you, same, are you the same at home as you are uh, when you're in public, okay? Are you authentic? In other words, do you possess a gift? Do you f possess an inheritance that's worth passing on? Are you a phony? I'm sorry. Are you, a Are you and I a phony? Do we say one thing and live another? Okay. <clears throat> now, When we think about this, uh, as a father, 
I have to look at what have we taught our children. This book says that we as parents have a responsibility not only to teach, but to correct, to discipline. What's happening in our society today? Truth is being watered down. Who is there to correct it? Now, what are you watching on television? Do you tell your children not to drink, but you drink? What is the example that we have before them? Now, our responsibility goes beyond our immediate family. It goes to those that we uh, have a responsibility to all of you, right? And uh, uh, now, do we live by example, okay? And in, in the end, can we be looked at as having been faithful? Having been faithful. Do we have anything to pass on at all? Now, in Joshua's case, he was respect. I mean, he'd been a warrior. I mean, he had conquered, okay? And uh, he had integrity in terms of uh, what it was that he was talking about. And so uh, the, uh, that's one of the keys that I see in the, in the world today when we talk about integrity. It's all being dismantled. I mean, what is our position, what is the Scripture's position on key things like uh, homosexuality, like abortion, okay, like murder? Our, the truth is being removed, and we have a responsibility to keep that, keep that on. The, uh, now, uh, who was the other person with Joshua? Caleb, the two of them that went in, remember, and they came back, the 12, they were the only two that said, let's go in and conquer the land. And in the end, they were the only two that were able to, to go in. But there's another side story with Caleb. He was, uh, uh, Moses had promised him the land of Hebron. And ironically, if you go back and look at Hebron, uh, the land he wanted, it was the land of the giants. That's where Goliath came from, Okay. And now he's saying, he was 85 years old, but he said, hey, I'm ready. Send me in. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, now with that, a uh, side that I had never realized till, uh, in preparing for this, Caleb uh, offered to one of his, he had uh, individuals under his training that he sent out to battle. And because he, he uh, again, prepared them for the task that he asked them to do. And... Uh, and he offered uh, his daughter in marriage to the man who won, okay? And here this uh, uh, young man, Othanel, goes in and he wins. He uh, marries the daughter. He comes back. And then as things happen, if you go to Judges chapter 3, guess who the first judge was? Othanel, okay? But here again was a man who prepared he lived the life and prepared his daughter and trained men. And do you think he perceived who was going to win? Must have, right? <laughs> but uh, so now the uh, do we claim the promises that God has given us that he's been faithful for? When you read your book, Bible, 
does God give you a promise, a verse that you can claim to stand on? Okay. I would encourage you to seek that. You know, uh, uh, Dial, of course, is very thorough in what he does in our class, okay? <laughs> but uh, in our own study, and are we, do our parents see us, excuse me, do our children see their parents reading the word? Okay. Do we apply it? Okay. The, uh, uh, <clears throat> one that's rampant out there right now is fear. Fear is, frankly, a, a spirit of, of, of evil. It under, undermines our ability to uh, not only live, but to profess our, our faith the way we should. Look at, look at what COVID's done to us, okay? Now, please, it's serious, okay? And uh, it claims lives. Uh, but do you believe that whatever comes into your life has been through Jesus' hands first. And if it has, he's allowed it into your life. And with that, he has promised he'll go with us. He'll be there with us when we go through it. Okay. Anybody in here have a brick wall in your life? One where you could do absolutely nothing about it? My career I spent as a, a builder-fixer. But when Bev was diagnosed with cancer, I hit a wall that I could not do anything about except to, to reach out for God's hand. The word talks much about the right hand of God, right? Are you uh, reaching for that hand? Now, with that, you can't do it if you don't expect. You can't do it if you haven't got experience in it, okay? So, uh, we can't just read about it. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. The, uh, uh, and through it all, what is the common thing that overcomes it? The greatest command of all is the gift of love, right? And who's the father of love? Okay. The... Uh, if we go all the way forward in, uh, in wrapping up uh, his last days, uh, Joshua does not leave the people without gaining a commitment. Okay? I'm sorry. You all familiar with the verse that says, for me and my house we will serve the Lord? That was Joshua, Right? But leading up to that, he took them back over all the things that the Lord had done for them, okay? And uh, he required them to uh, uh, literally sign up to profess that that's what they wanted to do, okay? Now, where are we at in our walk, okay? The, uh, <clears throat> what are we prepared to do? Okay. The uh, I'm sorry, I need a note here. Okay. God asks us to be uh, diligent. What does it mean to be diligent? We need to look at things. 
God, this word says that we are to be discerners, right? To search out what it is that's being not only uh, uh, said, in many cases preached. Uh, folks, you can't believe everything you, you hear. We have to take responsibility to, de to uh, determine that. And then, uh, uh, are we bold? Are we bold? Do we live out our faith? Okay. The... Uh, Now, as parents and grandparents, uh, we must be giants um, among the faith. I know uh, most of us in here have uh, grandparent or have children and grandchildren, but are we the example? Do we possess the gift to give to the next generation? The gift of truth, of faith. Are we prepared to pass on that baton that is the personal relationship of Jesus Christ? And that's my message for you today. Okay. I'm sorry I'm short, but that's it. Please join me in prayer. Charlie? Lord, this morning, uh, I know there's a lot more that could be said, but I just thank you for the, uh, what you've laid upon my heart through your word, through the examples that I've seen in other people. But now, Lord, uh, encourage us to be bold, to be uh, courageous, to be uh, consistent. But Lord, accept, help us to accept the challenge of passing on the baton of your word to others. Thanking you now for in your son Jesus' name, amen. Charlie?